2: Welcome to PodSash, your podcast discovery show. I'm Dax Holt.
3: I'm Alicia Renee.
2: And uh, we're going to jump right into it. we got Dan Taberski, who is the host of 9-12, which is an amazing podcast, mm-hmm. all about the aftermath of 9-11. Um, not so much the day, but what happened to society, to culture, the, the country mm-hmm. after 9-11.
3: People trying to pivot, move on. How do we move on? Um, and what I really liked about this podcast... Oh. Welcome, welcome to the pot sauce, Dan. Hi, Dan. Oh, hey, yeah, whatever. Hi. We, Hi. Just, we just went right into the bones of it, but that's really it. Really, it is really indicative to how good uh, your show is. Um, it actually was my pick way back uh, last year. So. I got, an eye. I got an eye for talent, kid, and I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. That's great.
4: Thank you. I appreciate
3: that. But Thank your show you. was so, uh, your podcast is so beautifully put together because um, I really like the episode where, you know, comedians are talking about how do they uh, bring back funny, right? How, how do we laugh in a time and in a space where everyone is asking questions? People are mourning. People are scared. People are angry. Right? How do you make light of a, a, a time like that? What made you want to do nine twelve?
4: I mean, I was in New York when nine twelve when nine eleven happened. Uh, I, I lost a friend, but you know, I was also born and raised New Yorker and sort of experiencing this thing firsthand. I was also working at the Daily Show at the time, and so comedy was top of mind. Uh, and it really did feel like there was no way to be funny anymore. Like, it's such a straight, it almost sounds stupid. Of course, of course humor is not dead. Of course you're gonna be able to be funny. But it really did feel like, oh, things are different now. Like, there's nothing funny about this. And I don't see a way out of that sort of darkness. And and it really was a question that people were asking, uh, that we were asking ourselves, how how, how do you be funny?
2: Dan, when I was listening to your podcast, I thought it was really interesting the way you started it. Mm -hmm. Episode one. Mm -hmm. Um you started it with a group of people who basically had no idea that it happened mm-hmm. and how they found out and how they were secluded from the world. I wanna go I don't wanna be too specific because it is really interesting and I don't want people to hear that for themselves. But they they essentially had to cope with this massive, you know, trauma uh, weeks and weeks after the rest of the world mm-hmm. and what that was like for them. They
3: had to catch up in grief. Yeah,
2: and I, I'm yeah. wondering. Why did you decide to start with their storyline?
4: I knew I we didn't want to there's 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 almost none if any at all audio from the actual day of 9/11 in the podcast. Uh, in all seven episodes and that was by design because we didn't want to just sort of wallow in the sort of terror porn and and and, and bring back that feeling um, it felt it ex- it felt a little exploitative. We we just didn't want to do it, uh, and and so we were trying to figure out a new way to approach it. But we were also trying to figure out a new way to get people into the shock of it. That we we were realizing that it was it was hard for people. Like if you if you were eighteen years old listening to our podcast, you weren't alive then. It's hard for people. It's hard to really land the idea of how absolutely shocking it was yes. and how and so and, and so we found that by talking to people who hadn't been because they were so secluded they hadn't been able to see it and for months mm-hmm. after it happened that they were able to describe it in a in a way that was almost more visceral mm-hmm. than people who had seen it over and over and over and over, and over again they had yeah. processed it in a different way where it was more about the feeling of it. And and when they saw it for the first time, they could really describe what was strange about it without the shock. It was just a different way to to remember the shock without sort of o- overdosing on the sort of like, just horror You, you it, hit it on the nail there really because
2: one of them described it as an arrow, like the plane going into the building was like an arrow entering whatever, the yeah, body yeah. or something. I, it yeah. was like, yeah, like, like a straw it, going it into a cup. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And the way that was described, you're, you're so right, was spot on that maybe if you've seen it a hundred times, you don't look at it like that anymore. You look at the explosion, you look at the craziness yeah. of the. Experience. Well,
4: also, if you've seen it a hundred times, we realize that your, your experience is so mediated by the media that you've mm-hmm. seen that you're not actually describing what you saw or what you experienced. You're describing what you saw weeks and months afterwards. Yeah. You're describing how it felt to be watching it over and over yeah. again. Uh, it's it's really impossible to sort of separate those two things. So those, they were really able to pinpoint the moment. And the I mean, energy. It was isolated. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Are, are you hearing from some of the fans of the podcast about maybe they are direct survivors of 9-11 and listening to your podcast has maybe helped them or been therapeutic in any way? I'm just curious, I, I'm curious because when you're doing such a big, heavy topic, but you're you're diving deep into it, if it's if it's helping a certain group of people, that they are now reaching out to you.
4: Um, it, it's not so much the people who are involved directly in the day. It's 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 more just regular people who feel a little weird
2: mm-hmm.
4: about nine eleven mm-hmm. and like a little weird about remembering nine eleven, and and it's a sort of like. A little weird about the idea of never forget and Mm. and and like and how it feels a little political but you can't quite put your finger on it and you're kind of embarrassed to sink too deep into that because it, it means all these other things like if never forget what never forget the war we started never forget the day that day never forget what we did to muslim americans after the fact like what is it that we're never forgetting and it a lot of people, I think there was, there's a complication to the feelings of 9-11 that maybe before the 20 year anniversary was harder to talk about because you really want to be respectful to, the, to what people actually experienced and and the loss that people felt. But that now we're a little farther away. We're like, all right, what are we doing now? Like, wh- wh- where, where do we put this? And I think, I think people were ready for that in a way that maybe they hadn't thought. And that, and that, those are the people I hear from. They're just like, I, that that it expressed something that they hadn't quite put their finger on, um, that, that 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 makes them sort of hold it differently now.
3: Nine twelve is this therapy for you, Dan? Is this therapy, no. or is this more so just uh, curiosity, exploration, wanting to uh, capture these this these moments? Uh, that other people experienced for other people to hopefully learn from, grow from, uh, get strength from what, what 912 for you?
4: It's, um, it, 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 like a lot of people I, I have, I have mixed feelings that day was that day was horrible. And there was a lot of pain, a lot of grief. I lost people. And, and yet, what came after and the politics of it and and the wars and all that stuff, you really get a split personality about how you think about that day. And so it, it was just trying to synthesize those things uh, and, and sort of put it together in a way that I could feel comfortable and, expre- and express and really sort of just decide how I feel about it now. So I, I wouldn't call it therapy, but I, I was... Un- I approached it really openly, and, and I wasn't sure what the answer was. Where, where do you put nine eleven now? What, what, how do we talk about it? Having spent all the time with it, and I, I feel like I've landed a place where I'm comfortable, and so maybe that's therapy. But like, it's it's really useful for me. I'm really it, grateful for it.
2: I mean, nine eleven is a really heavy topic, and not just that totally. day but your podcast in general about the repercussions of that day and how it affected so many people differently around the country you know their nationality whatever the case is how yeah. do you stay positive or light when you are oh your whole world is consumed by such a heavy heavy topic
4: I don't know is, which is <laughs> I, and I and I think I think that that it helped that I let me put it this way, I've laughed harder. I laughed harder in this project than I've laughed harder on a lot of projects. Like hmm. doing that doing that episode about humor during 9-11 and like what was funny and what wasn't funny and like what were the bad jokes that you couldn't say then that you could say now. <laughs> um, like a lot I it would be different if I was talking about I wouldn't go to Ukraine today and laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about distance that allows us, that allows me to have, it's not having fun with it, but it's just like acknowledging that other things have happened. The world has moved yeah. on. Like, so a lot of people weren't even alive for this. Like, it, a lot of it is just laughing at how serious we were. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of it is just laughing at the devil because you're alive and, and a lot of people aren't. Like a lot of that is just like happiness um to be alive and and so i i like laughing at really dark things uh if you do it the, it's hard it's a, it's a needle the thread yeah. but for me that's like i always try to find what's funny about really sad things and then for really funny things i try to find what's sad about them because it's that combination of those feelings that i think is feels the most human to me
2: absolutely dan You are a huge podcaster. This is not your only podcast. You've been a part of some other big ones, like Surviving Y2K, Missing Richard Simmons, so many others. That was one you really liked. Yeah, Missing Richard Simmons. Check it out. Um, But you're involved in the podcast world. Are there any podcasts that you yourself are listening to right now that you would recommend to other people to check out?
4: Um, Gosh, I... I, um I wasn't ready for this. Uh, (laughs) It's funny, I listen to a lot of interview podcasts. Uh, I really like Ezra Klein. His last episode, I listened to the Ezra Klein show. His last episode yesterday, hour and a half, just like at least 50 moments in that podcast where I was like, holy shit, like that's intense. Like it's a great, great show. In terms of narrative podcasts, have you guys talked about Forever is a long time? No. What's
3: that about? Talk to me. Put it on the list, put it on the list. (laughs) Write it
4: down, Dan. Five five episodes is basically a guy who just got, I think his name's Ian Cross. I don't remember his name. We've talked um, uh, because podcasters, you just like email each other and you're like, hey, we should talk and then you do because that's sort of like the podcast code. Uh, (laughs) But it's a great, beautiful podcast where he um, sort of talks to every member of his family whose marriage ended in divorce
1: mm.
4: as a way to sort of process his own relatively young marriage and how you approach it in a sort of upfront, realistic way and yet keep it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's sort of beautiful and simple, super simple. Uh, and uh, I love it. It's a great podcast.
3: Real quick, uh, Dan, because I'm always really curious, especially when we speak to content creators who are involved in, you know, a plethora of different uh, podcasts. What podcast got you hooked into the podcast space, if there was one? I
4: mean, Serial was the one that I had listened to, but that's not what I was. I was more interested in documentary. And in, in, fil- in film, and, and and so, and then podcasting just became a way to tell some of these stories that that didn't quite lend themselves to film. That mm. that the the, the the getting rid of the visuals and really doubling down on the on the audio and and the sound of it allowed me to tell stories in a way, especially Missing Richard Simmons, like that I never would have been able to do otherwise. Um, and so that that's how I stumbled into it, and now I just I love it.
3: Yeah, Dan, fun got
4: fact: so
2: many of I them. saw Richard Simmons a month before he disappeared. I got to hang yeah. out with him at a party. A is he disappeared
3: or is he just at home, wanting well, y'all to leave him alone? he home?
2: got out of the public spotlight. Listen to the
3: podcast and find out. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was. Uh, wild.
3: Dan, is he just wanted to be unbothered? Dan, give me, give me, give me a week If I'm. <laughs> I don't
4: know. I don't. I, Richard Simmons is, is at home. Oh, I can tell you, Richard Simmons is at home. Yeah, yeah. Is he yeah, alive? Is he with us? Not, as far as I know, yeah. I mean, I'm in touch with uh, occasionally with his with the people who work with him still like, yeah, he but it doesn't it doesn't mean that him checking out from being the most public figure ever in a day wasn't still the craziest thing to that ever That's fair. Uh, and so, yes, but he, as far as I know, he's fine, and this is the life he's wanted to live, and God, I could not wish him more luck.
3: He just wants y'all to leave him alone. Dan Tversky, host of 912. I put y'all onto this a long time ago, so you know, it's what we do. It is a Pineapple Street Studio uh, production.
2: And huge congrats, Dan, for winning the Ambie, the 2022 (laughs) Ambie Award. That is a huge deal, probably the biggest recognition podcast. I've so been telling y'all to check out 912
3: last year. Dan, talk thank to me. You. Dan, talk to me. Thank you. Congratulations. Though, all jokes aside. Thank uh, you and so much. Thank you so much, Pineapple Street Studios. You guys clearly know what you're doing over there, and don't go anywhere, guys. We have more. This is podcast. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This
1: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
3: Dex has a done
1: in a day
3: done in a day 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 done oh, in a day <laughs> you got a done in a day pick. For well, us, I got Steve. a
2: done in a day for us what for uh, for someone who is first discovering us. A done in a day is a podcast that is quick, it's easy. You're in, you're out, and you can finish it in a day. Mm-hmm. All right. So my done in a day this week is very scary. People, are you familiar with the Amityville murders? Yes. So this is a podcast (laughs) that dives into that situation where Mm -hmm. six family members of the DeFeo family were killed, shot face down in their beds. Mm. Uh, The oldest son was the only one who survived the situation. He done did it. Let's keep going.
3: He done did it.
2: (laughs) So uh, this this podcast Mm -hmm. is actually also a sneaky celeb podcast because Donnie Wahlberg hosts it.
3: Donnie! Hey, Dee! <laughs> like I know him. Hey,
2: Dee! So, this is quick. It's a six part series. They get in, they get out. The episodes are short, they're about 35 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and they retell the story and kind of dive a little deeper. You hear um, interviews with the, the oldest son and his.
3: Mm. He's still with us?
2: I don't know. I don't know if it, that, where these audio recordings were from. Okay. But you hear him talking, you mm-hmm. hear him. Him describing the scene and seeing his parents shot dead, his sibling shot dead, and running remember. out of the house, and, and all of that. So, if you are into murder and mayhem and true crime...
3: Murder most foul.
2: <laughs> and Donnie Wahlberg, you're gonna love... and
3: <laughs> <My Aunt Donnie. laughs>
2: Very scary people. This is my done in a day. Like I said, it's fast, it's easy, and it is digestible. Do
3: they know who did it? Who so committed I, the murder? So, I will
2: tell you that they each episode, they kind of dig in, they find out, like... Basically, their connections with, uh, I want to say, like, a mobster. And Ooh. then they also, uh, their his- uh, so they were like this picture-perfect family. However, there was a lot of violence behind the scenes. Ooh. So that's, that's what I think they're taking a look at in this podcast, is a deeper dive rather than just what's been splashed out all over the news. Do
3: they mention at all who done did it?
2: I don't know. You're going to have to listen to it, Lisha. <sighs> Why are you always looking for the quick, easy way out?
3: Because. I like shortcuts. That's that's (laughs) why we do this show. This show is a shortcut to the podcasting (laughs) space. Uh, You guys go to PodSus.com. We're going to put Jax's done in the day pick up there. And one more time, what's it called for It is called
2: Very Scary People. Thank you guys for being with us. Uh, As we continue through the show, you've got a pod ooh la la.
3: Pod oh la la. I kind of like pod ooh la la. I didn't ask that. I named it. It's going to be pod oh la la. (laughs) (laughs) That's. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. My pot oh la la pick is This Is Dating. Um, I really like this podcast. It's basically, you, you you become a voyeur on blind dates.
2: Oh, blind There's nothing more awkward than a blind date. 1000%. So this sounds like something I don't listen to. 1000%.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: one particular episode that I really enjoyed was Chemistry Date with uh, Virginia. This is date one. Um, and Virginia, hilarious. She's a 30 something year old lawyer. I feel you, Virginia. I didn't go all the way, girl, but I feel you. Um, And it just basically talks about, you know, it covers the date that she went on. She's been on 50-plus dates. Um, And then another one, I didn't listen to this episode yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, It's The List with Aziz. So they have his first date, mainly because I'm really curious of what that space looks like. Uh, for men, do men create lists? I mean, do you remember that space? And you know, I, I say I that because in
2: high school. I was about to say Dax like, and his wife half been since have been together. my friends have like school. been married since high school.
3: Oh, hmm. Hmm. that got awkward. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't worry. We can, <laughs> we can make it unawkward. Hey, Hey, uh, this is dating. Do you have a spot open for a leash to Come stop by the old
3: show. podcast? Come on our show. For those <laughs> of you who are listening, you guys really got to check out the, the visual asset um, aspect to this show because that awkward moment where Dax and I just looked at each other like, yeah, yeah. No, you don't know anything about this. <laughs> Dax has been out of these dating streets for his whole life. God God. bless him. I hate you. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) You guys should check out the podcast. This is dating. Uh, That is my pot. Oh, la, la.
2: And if you would like to see how this went down, head on over to our (laughs) YouTube page uh, where you can check out the visual aspect of this show. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow all the things. All the things. This is pot sauce. (laughs) All right, it's that time of the show when you can go back to doing dishes and not paying attention because it's leash pick. (laughs) You are so
3: rude. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you are disgustingly rude. I I don't even know, like, what happened to you this this morning when you got out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, it is my time to shine because there are some of us that are depending on their own wits to bring stuff yeah. to the table. Mine is called Small Town Murder. Basically, it's hosted by two comedians. It's very comparable to you guys. Uh, if you don't know, one of my favorite podcasts out there is It's Always the Husband. I love the comedic mm-hmm. perspective that Megan and Sarah you know, bring every episode. They bake, break down reenactments of crime, murder, murder, kill, kills. And these two comedians, both males, they break down like true uh, true crime stories about small towns. You know, what makes the town tick? Uh, we, we all know everyone in small towns, nine times out of ten, know one another. Certain important officials tend to hold multiple jobs. Yeah. So, you know, from a comedic perspective, uh, obviously with being respectful to the deceased, uh, they talk about true crime, uh, so basically, yeah. If you sounds like, comedy, like, I was gonna
2: say, it sounds like a, if you like this, you'll like that.
3: Yeah, it sounds like if you like "It's Always the Husband," which you should, then you will like "Small Town Murders."
2: Awesome! Well, yeah. great recommendation. This and- I
3: know. <laughs> I know this.
2: (laughs) Adequate recommendation by Leash once again. It went from good
3: to adequate. Uh, (laughs) Such a hater. I'm just
2: kidding. That was a good (laughs) one. Uh, Make sure you guys, if you uh, haven't, headed on over to PodSauce.com. There is a lot of stuff that we don't even talk about on the show over there. You break down different podcasts, different recommendations. There is so much content on there that I think you can really get lost um, if you are into podcasts. And uh, make sure you follow us on social media. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. All the things. All the things. Make sure you're liking and subscribing to our YouTube page because that's where we're really bringing the heat with all of this. (laughs) Uh, You can find me at Dax
3: Holt. You can find me at I am Alicia Renee. And until next time, thank you all so much for joining us. Be good to yourself.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,